What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, September 16th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Southside Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Zoe, I think the Cubs have a new star. Brendan Davis, baby. Okay. It's coming. That it's name, coming. I'll take that name. Yeah, and Frank Fenda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got thoughts on that, but... No, Brennan Davis looks very good. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more because it deserves to be talked about. And the good Reverend K. Fitz. I waited till you were putting something in your mouth before I said your name. And the good <laughs> Reverend K. Fitz. Uh, hopefully you're watching the video version of this. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Shween night. We are live and Frank Schwindel is hitting the cover off the baseball game with it a homer and a double tonight. So swinging it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. The White Sox are, as we mentioned last week, it looks like they turned the on switch on to make the playoff push. They're giving some of the more secondary players, if you will, some of the supporting cast some rest now, which I think is all part of the master plan. Um, we'll talk about the Cubs, you know, these guys who are getting their shot, taking full advantage of it. And, you know, a little role reversal from where we were at this time about two years ago. We got Cubs AAA players to talk about that everyone's <laughs> excited about. And then uh, we're going to talk about some some season awards. That's right. We're going to get into that because I saw a really good debate today on Twitter that I want to bring to the show. Ooh. And uh, we're going to talk about that. And I have a feeling that's going to take up the majority of the show. Uh, <laughs> so all that being said, let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. Can put it on the board, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Put it on the board. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board. As always, the show is brought to you by us and that fucking bomb that you on Moncada just hit. Um, but mostly just us. So make sure you look at the pin tweet on at Pinwheels Ivy Pod, and you can support the show that way. We still have merch, which we really need to do a better job of tweeting that out more. And Buy a shirt, buy a hoodie. It's about to get chilly out. Maybe eventually, you know, Chicago we will wake up one day. It'll be 40 degrees out. Um, <laughs> no, but we really appreciate it. You guys have shown a ton of love, especially in the last couple months. Uh, please don't stop that now. Um, one way you could really help the show out for free. You know, we're not trying to get your hard earned money, but if you want to help us out for free, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And like it. Like it. it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and tell like a friend. If, tell a friend if you're going to a family party or a wedding anytime soon. Just start like 
casually building it into conversations like, oh, yeah, that's great. I love hearing about your kid I've never met. Oh, by the way, can you subscribe to this podcast real quick on YouTube? Just do it. It's fine. It's a great icebreaker if you're single. It's a great way to break the ice. If you're matching with people on Tinder, that's what you do, right? You match on Tinder. You swipe. I know you swipe. That's the whole left right there. I don't know, dude. I've been married for before Tinder was like a thing. Um, <laughs> if you match with people on Tinder, like use it as a pickup line. Hey, have you subscribed to the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast yet? If she says or he says no, dump her. Not, not <laughs> worth it. Or you can just work it in and like be like, yeah, I know these guys. These guys are. It had, it had nothing to do with the giant mole. 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 But um, yeah. So it was weird today, guys. So I'm sure you saw my tweets on Wednesday saying I was energized. I was ready to have a great show. And what happened was like, I got a little stressed out with my my nine to five and had some other stuff going on in my life. It kind of stressed me out a little bit. So today I was just like. You know what? I'm going to hit the old pen. I'm going to throw on some Grateful Dead. And I'm going to cut the grass. It was a beautiful day in Chicago. So I was like, all right. And as I was doing that, I was thinking about the White Sox, thinking about the show. And like a bolt of lightning came down and struck me on the tip of my dick. I got all kinds oh, of energy. Sativa. Where, where I was just like, you know what? My favorite team in the whole fucking world is about to make a playoff run, and they actually have the horses. They're not creeping into the playoffs. They're not limping into the playoffs. The White Sox have a stacked fucking team, and they're going to the playoffs. And I got excited. I got pumped. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I was also thinking about that Rick Hahn quote I mentioned a couple shows back where they asked him uh, – like what what gets to him like is it criticism of him is it criticism of jerry criticism of whatever and he said the only thing that really makes him upset is white Sox fans not enjoying the ride and you know what i think i kind of fell a little victim to that you know twitter can do that to a guy and especially if you spend as much time on it as you know like we do but it's just i don't know it was like a wave dude like it just all of a sudden just hit me and i'm just i'm rejuvenated like I got my like playoff legs now. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling go. really good about this. I mean, even though Dallas Keuchel's pitching tonight, I'm feeling really good. Like, hey, only one run through four, and the one run shouldn't have even happened. But yeah, I don't know. That's that was the reasoning behind all the tweets. Like, I'm excited, dude. And my guy, he was officially my guy. He's been my guy for now a week or two. Gavin Sheets is just. He almost hit for the, yeah, he almost hit for the guaranteed, cycle. right? I I want to say guaranteed. If I had any say in it whatsoever, like right now, it's Adam Angle. Like, sorry, it's probably Billy <laughs> Hamilton. Sorry, or but I, like I think I think at this point, like Sheets is like because Adam Angle isn't even on the roster right now, right? Uh, so you take out a pitcher and you take out Billy Hamilton and you get to twenty six. Okay. Yeah, I could see that for sure. But I don't know how you can. Uh, like, dude, just fucking slugs. <laughs> and it's such a sweet swing. And it's the. We've said it a bunch of times, but that's the left handed power bat that they're looking for. He doesn't need to play the field in the playoffs either. 
I'm good with him at a DH, a DH two that can bat in the bottom third of the lineup. Do you know how valuable that is to have that power just sitting the lineup like is, seventh? The it, line, anchors, yeah. it anchors the bottom part of the lineup. It's a good it's exactly. A, it's a, it creates an instant offense in a, in a spot that generally usually has to grind to score a run. All of a sudden, you've got a one swinger back there, and that's makes it dangerous. And it makes them alter how they're going to actually approach that that especially seven eight nine because then you got to deal with Tim again. One hundred percent. And it's just, it's, it fits. And the big thing that I want to give kudos to Sheets about too is he could have easily got distraught or like, you know, like pissed off or whatever when they sent him back down, even though he was playing mm-hmm. pretty good. But he went to Charlotte. The first game he had in Charlotte, he hit a bomb. Like he's just like, okay, cool. I'm going to. That ahead. tells me he's a professional. That tells me exactly. he's a professional. That tells 100%. me he's good. He, he understood the bigger picture. He knew he'd be back. He wasn't butthurt about it. He went down there, said, look, I'm just going to go down and stay sharp. I'll be back, and my time will come. And he just stayed sharp, and he's obviously exactly. proven the state. Exactly. And, you know, it sounds so like, like, duh, like, why wouldn't everyone do that? But everyone doesn't do that. Ooh, Guys cool. don't do it. There's egos. on Instagram and <laughs> yeah, do cryptic <laughs> messages. And, and then talk about Rise of the Phoenix. or Say he's going to China or something. I don't know, dude. But, like, it's just, it's good. I'm like, I'm very excited for this team right now. Very excited. It's like, it's like opening day all over again. I'm very excited. Minus Dallas Keiko for this team, but Keiko won't even be pitching in the playoffs. I mean, he, he's not play, pitching that bad tonight, but again, he's pitching against the Angels. Speaking you know, of the pitching, pitching, oh, go ahead. Like, Chia lead, I didn't see the start. So this is just, I have no clue how he pitched. But I mean, he, I'm guessing he went short just because he came back. From the IL and the pitch count got up, but like, how did he look? He looked good. He definitely looked like a guy that just got back off the IL. Um, the command on the slider wasn't what you'd want it to be, um, and that comes with you know whatever getting out there. He only pitched four innings. Yeah, you know he went four innings, gave up three hits, three runs, all three earned, struck out eight. You know the the fastball location was there. He was moving it real nice. Uh, the velocity was okay, um, but the mistake pitches were made on the slider wasn't moving like he usually would like it to. And mm-hmm. I think that just comes from, call it rust. Yeah. Um, what's this say? Matt, Doctrine and Piss Missileology Zoe, not just Father So <laughs> It's Dr. Father Zoe. There I like you go. that. Okay. I like that. I do think it's funny now that when people hit home runs, people will like tweet it at me and say, like, Piss Missile? question mark, And I'll be like, yes, certified. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, you have to add that to your bio. Yeah, you, just, I think you, didn't learn that on, you didn't learn that, that, that phrase on this show, did you? No, I think I no. stole it from Jared Carabas, to be honest with you. But <laughs> I've I've taken ownership of it in White Sox Twitterville. Um, it's, it's a good catchphrase. It's fun. I mean, it's just funny. But love it. Aloy just flied out with 102 mile an hour. Mm, I, I just like seeing him hit the ball hard again, though. That's good. Uh, and we're gonna talk a little bit about Aloy in a minute. Fucking Ooh. asshole, giving me a heart attack. Um, <laughs> that was great, actually. Yeah, but no, Lucas Giolito looked okay. Like nothing to cause concern from my part of, from what I saw, you know, nothing that I was just like, Oh man, it's just the biggest thing to me was it didn't look like he was getting over top of his slider. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the biggest thing that we've talked about on the show a ton of times. Now it's the final three weeks. Now it is time. 
It's time to oh, ramp. Yeah. It's time to kick it in. It's time to light the fuse. It's time to get salty. It's it's time it's time to start being that postseason beast. There, it's 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 not a switch you can just turn on. You've got to you've got to build into it, and you've got to yeah you got to have that mentality. You, and the mentality is an everyday thing. It's not a uh, every other day thing. It's got to be an everyday to the ballpark. Show up ready to go. A lot of games was like fourteen games in thirteen days or something like that, or mm-hmm. thirteen games and whatever. Got to come in and just you you have to have the mindset and you have to get into that killer mentality. You now need to be dream killers and season enders. That's the new mentality. You've got to go into it. And now they've got to start learning to cut throats. And that's huge. And it's funny that you say that because if you remember at the beginning of the season, it was like almost like an unofficial marketing campaign for the White Sox. TA and Giolito did a bunch of interviews where they asked them what was different from last year. And they said, this year we're coming at it with a whole new mentality. We're going to try to kill people. We're going to try to like, we, we were just kind of happy to be there last year. And then this year now it's like, no, we're going to be the team to beat. Mm-hmm. And I think you're starting to see it a little bit. I like, you know, I like to see some of the intensity that's coming out with these guys. I love seeing them run up the score on a bad team. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really think that's a thing in baseball. Like keep going. Don't, how do you, you can't turn it off. It's, you know, and so to see them put up nine, they're not really hitting right now as we record this on Wednesday night, it's one to one in the, I think the fourth or fifth right now, top five Otani's batting. Holy cow. They just showed behind Otani on the first baseline. Cause he's a lefty and there's like 50 Asian people all with their phones <laughs> out. Like, I think that's cool. That's how you grow the yeah. game. He, he was actually Feature, just, Feature, uh, again, he, they time magazine just named him one of the most influential people of 2021. I mean, that's I awesome mean, what he's baseball. doing. Like this is, we like talked about it. Like ever since he finally like, you know, it's got sick. healthy, I could pitch. And mm. it's like, well, you know, if Otani can like go a full season and you know, if he makes 20 starts and he's pretty good. And if he, he's like a pretty good hitter, like, could he win MVP? And I know we'll get into this later. But like he's doing it. Yep. <laughs> it's like wow. Oh yeah. And then going oh. back to the like the slacks finishing the season, uh, like besides, you know, the Angels, you know, pretty mediocre team, Texas is a bad team. The Tigers are below five hundred, but the Tigers have been giving the Sox, you know, pretty good fight this year. Uh after that, they had that big five game series against well, I mean, a long series against Cleveland, the five gamer, right. and then Cincy and then Detroit again. So, I mean, it's going to be a pretty good tuck because it's not going to be like, uh, you know, all these teams. It's a, it's not like you're facing, you know, like the Orioles. Right. Or like these like just bottom teams are just like, oh, can we just end the season already? Like I, 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 maybe there's going to be a bit of that with like, you know, maybe the the tag, like teams that are out of the playoffs. But, you know, they'll mm-hmm. still get up, you know, interdivision game. So, like, that's, that's, that's going to be good for them too. You know, just teams are actually still going to be trying against them. No, 100%. And, you know, but – to that point too, like Texas, Detroit, Cleveland, Detroit, these. So it's, a, it's a good balance. It's like they're kind of decent, but it's not like. But it's great to get their timing. And right, right, right. Rolling, get rolling. Like they're not, they're not playing the Orioles, but on the other hand, they're not, you know, going down to Tampa Bay. You right. know what I mean? Like it's. I like they're not in danger of like, oh shit, we just lost five of seven. Right. <laughs> like I don't think that's going to be happening. List. No, and I don't think they're going to lose one of these games like, you know, 22 to three because they're not running into the freight train that's the blue jays right now the the nickname that i've been seeing on twitter for the blue jays is the bully jays oh they've just been beating the shit out of people and i love it i love it i hope they're fun to see i mean a lineage based team that is talented supremely and uh are playing 
high level baseball at the same time together, which is that's a lot of talent playing well all at once. I yes. mean, up and down that lineup is all like if we talk about the Sox right here, like the Sox have been healthy until you know, like right now, I guess, kind of. But the Blue Jays, man, holy shit, that lineup. Oof. <laughs> and that's with like, and that's with some guys like not really like George Springer has been healthy, not healthy at all this season. No, he's been completely <laughs> on and off, but they've had. Yeah. I mean, and like you mentioned with uh, Otani, we'll talk about it, but Vladdy, the season Vladdy Jr. is having is <laughs> Triple crown, right? It's close. 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 He's real close. And 45 Bobich, back now, right? I, mean, 45. Yep. I think we're starting to see like a small snippet of what Bo Bichette could be. And mm-hmm. like uh, Marcus Simeon's fucking, he's got like 70-something extra base hits. Some crazy number. Like it's. They're a very good team, very dangerous team, and Robbie Ray or whatever the fuck is, you know, Captain Tight Pants is <laughs> a legit Cy Young Award candidate. And the team's clicking. Their bullpen kind of sucks, but doesn't matter when you score 20 runs. Um, <laughs> sure does help. The other thing, though, that I did want to mention, though, on uh, – so Tuesday night, Giolito gave up a hit, and it was going to hit the top of the wall. And Aloy, being Aloy, it – it looked like, you know, Bambi learning to walk, but he turned his hips, he opened his hips and got back there, and he jumped into the fucking wall. <laughs> and he made the catch, and then the big goofball laid on the ground for what felt like two years and then threw up the peace sign while he was laying down and got up with a big smile on his face. Now, the guys in the bullpen kind of gave it away a little bit because they started laughing and smiling, but it was great to see, like, Giolito was staring out out there and he was just like waiting for it, waiting for it. And as soon as he threw up the piece, like G Lito started going crazy. Like <laughs> everybody, every White Sox fan collectively was holding their breath at that time. <laughs> Welcome to the Eloy Jimenez experience. He made the catch by the way. Oh yeah. It was a great catch. It was a great catch, but <laughs> it's funny because like most of the White Sox Twitter and you know, most of the people that I, I follow and like really respect their opinion all tweeted out the same quote. Great catch, now never fucking do that again. From major from major league. I and then, of course I can do it again. Ex- well, that was actually really That was pretty good, good Kevin. Pretty good. Really good. Um but then there was a faction of older White Sox Twitter. I like to see that hustle. I don't want him to be pulling up and not making the tough plays. And it's like, I get that. And I, I get what you're saying, but, uh, Mm-mm. yeah, I want to look at September with like yeah. a game lead in the division. And on this, a game on September 14th with yeah. a 12 game lead in the division against the angels. I, I, that, uh, that, really that is one of those arguments where it's like, you, you never want to take like that, uh, just that drive, like that athlete's going to have, like they're always going to want to make exactly. the play. And like, you never want to tell them like, Hey, don't go out there. Cause like y- maybe you get to the point where like, they kind of like have to, and, and then they injure themselves. So you don't right. want that to happen either on the other end. But yeah, no, it, I completely agree with like, it's the middle of September. You're up by like what? 10, 11 games in the division. It's all right. If you know, Lucas Gilletta gives up a double off the wall or whatever it is. Right. It's it, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, and the White yeah. Sox ended up winning. I think it was like nine to two or nine to three, anyway. So it's fine. What did they win? Nine to three. We were all about facts on this show, so I had to make sure I got that right. And yeah, Tony, after the game, 
Thank you, Alex. Tony just Eloy's got to cut that off. <laughs> just just <laughs> knock it off, dude. Like you're too. Speaking valuable. of Alex, Kevin, do you want to address this? Uh, what? Well, wait. Uh-oh, what is this chat now? What is he throwing in there? Oh yeah, he, no, he's, he, I was, Oh yeah, no, I was just messaging him actually on the on the bottom part saying my shit's tight. So who has two thumbs and seven sex tonight? I was playing right. with, with two thumbs. Kevin pointed at uh, Zoe and me, so thank you. Yeah, that was kind of it, it was kind of weird. We made eye contact for a minute yeah. there. It was the vinegar yeah. vinegar stroke. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird, but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so the. The other thing, though, about the rest of the, like the supporting cast, I mean, I don't think Tim Anderson is the supporting cast by any means, but uh, Uncle Tony definitely said that he's going to alternate days with, um, with Tim. Geez, Tim Anderson and Larry Garcia for the does foreseeable that, future. So does that worry you at all? <laughs> that Tim, like Tim, obviously that means Tim Anderson is not full go yet, he, he which is fine. Just be ready by right. October, but. Right. I think I'll start to worry if this goes on rather long. Like if mm-hmm. he just does it for like the next couple games, like Tim Anderson's not playing on Wednesday night. Larry Garcia's mm-hmm. in a short time. He played on Tuesday night, which was that lineup looks so good with his name on the top. But <laughs> yeah. um Yeah, it's just it's not great, but it doesn't really freak me out that much. Now they got tonight they're playing Wednesday night against the Angels, they got to get Thursday against the Angels, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday versus Texas. Like, if it goes past Sunday, then, yeah, I'm going to start being like, something's really fucked up here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the Texas series, to me, that's a let's play whoever the fuck we want to play. That's good. Yeah, no, that's going to be the Gavin Sheets series. Oh, Gavin yeah. Sheets is going to hit, like, in Arlington? Months. Yes. Yeah. Gavin oh, Sheets yeah. is going to, and it's going to be those, like, you know, the fucking, uh, who is the guy? Nomar Mazzara, 500-foot home runs, too. <laughs> Don't you put that on Gavin Sheets. <laughs> uh, well, the probables for the Texas series is a lefty, a lefty, and then a righty. So I don't know if we're going to see. Oh, damn. Yeah, so that might get kibosh. All right, so a four-home run game against that righty. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean – that's where you really you could start resting guys. I think we're going to see probably we might see three getaway lineups in the right. series in Texas. <laughs> like it, it really just doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, it's going to be hot as hell. Oh wait, no, I forgot they play in that hideous warehouse. Yep, they play in the, the warehouse. Games there. I know, like the games in all the domes look weird, and like you know Toronto or uh, Tampa Bay looks weird all the time. But the, the games in Texas. It's so dark and gray, and all the colors are so muted. It's you know, fall asleep watching this game. Well, it's going to be a slugfest, or so probably not, but it's just. And it's ugh. supposed to be this big state of the art stadium, like with all the amenities it's and disgusting. everything like that. Like, Globe Life Park. They got to figure out that lighting situation to make that a little bit better. Okay. And here's crazy the ballpark at Arlington was nice. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed a ball game. There. I thought it looked nice too, yeah. I yeah. definitely still play in the stadium in MLB The Show. Like, I'll oh. take that. Yeah, because I like the, the, the Does it have the, up to center field. Mm-hmm. Does it have simulated beehives uh, or swarms of bees that, like, congregate in, like, the, the right field bleachers? That happened while I was there. They, like, had to cut a whole system. Say, that's just extremely specific. Right. Uh, They're like, ah, I have to go on time. And then after getting yelled at for making a 
lazy play early in the game with bases loaded and one out. Yoan Moncada just turned a one-man double play. There you um, go. So, yeah, I mean – the, the other guy is Ryan Tapera. Apparently, he sliced his finger on a door hinge. Like the I don't know. He said it doesn't re- it doesn't require stitches, but to me that just says this dude's pitched a shit ton of innings. Let's give him know. a couple days off. That sounds like a Jose Quintana doing the dishes, cutting his hand. Yep. And then, but they said it didn't need stitches. Quintana almost like cut his finger off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he'll be fine. And then Andrew Vaughn, who's been struggling as of late, apparently has inflammation on his lower back. And he, I mean, that's beef loaf. Obviously, that's beef loaf. Be, oh, the jinx loaf? <laughs> the, yeah. Jinx loaf? Beef nightingale. Beef night, but like beef loaf had the blog about when Andrew Vaughn was struggling. And then Vaughn had the great, what was it, July or something? Where he had like a 900 OPS. Yep. And then beef loaf was like, you know what? Andrew Vaughn, Rookie of the Year, and ever since then, Andrew so, Vaughn cannot hit anyone. And he pe- he peaked Patrick Wisdom when he finally paid him a compliment after the White Sox. Right. So, are you saying we need Beef Loaf to write a blog about Andrew, Andrew Vaughn's, Vaughn's bad or something? Oh, yeah. Andrew Vaughn's bad. Okay. Yep. Nope. We we'll like he could use sarcastic font. Yep. If you're watching the show live on Wednesday night or if you listen to it on Thursday, tweet at Beeflow saying he needs to write a plug. Just something where, like, you know, Andrew Vaughn, maybe he isn't the guy we thought. Like, it could or be something like that. It could be two sentences. Andrew Vaughn <laughs> is the guy we thought. Andrew Vaughn stinks. I'm going to take one for the team, legit. Like, literally. Yep. yep. So, and then Andrew Vaughn's going to go on to win, like, you know, like AL, uh, ALCS MVP or something. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. And I mean, people don't forget that Beeflow wanted to trade Luis Robert. Um, but with Andrew, they call it inflammation of the back. As someone that has like really, really bad arthritis, like medical, like I got bad arthritis. If you got inflammation <laughs> of the back, does I need a bacchiotomy? Yeah, you could. And you're a professional athlete. You could take yeah. four ibuprofen and be ready to go in like 30 minutes. So that's uh, just take it easy, kid type rest for him i think i do enjoy the this is one of my new favorite games is reading the injuries that they use to give these guys unsolicited breaks <laughs> which is fantastic could you imagine if this was like hockey wait wait let me clear this up this was before he played one pitch in mlb like this was not like this season Put it that way. And as I say that, Gavin Sheets hit a double. There you go. Um, kid slugs. Mm-hmm. Gavin Bonds. Kid's just hitting, dude. <laughs> just all around. But, uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, I'm just really, really excited. I'm excited about the White Sox. I'm excited about the, this playoff push. Games are really fun to watch. It's just. Craig Kimbrell making it exciting for you guys. <laughs> dude i don't so against his former he, team i have to say he has not been good <laughs> no well no just that against the cubs boxing. and the red sox that sports boxery piece about uh like it being like one of the lowest rated trade like grade ratings or whatever uh yeah that that, that one got a little bit yeah um, i mean old cousins on facebook were even sharing that i'm like oh look they actually mockery i yeah. thought it was you aldo i'm like that'd be i i it would be like that it, it was a headline that you would you would be very uh, inclined what was to the write. headline. How oh, something like I, I can't remember what it is, but I the, it was the, like 
was like, what's wrong with uh, what's wrong with Kimball and like something? Yeah, like the trade, like the grade of the trade or whatever. I see Nick Magical working out, so get jealous. Yeah, no, I've seen a couple his uh, his interviews when he's wearing all the Cubs uniform. He just did a bunch of interviews at Wrigley Field too, talking about how like he's ready to play and like he's excited for this new opportunity, all this stuff. And it's just it's just weird seeing him. in I remember last, so like I think yeah, it was last week when he was at Wrigley and they had the interviews and they did something on Instagram with him and they were doing like Q and A with like fans. And at the end, like he just had like someone was like, "Can I have your autograph?" And he just like you know signed the whatever selfie on the. On Instagram, but like he is still so shy, like he could even mm-hmm. smile. <laughs> he was just kind of like, like, is this over? <laughs> Can you yeah. get the camera out of my face, please? <laughs> I don't think he's a big media guy. Uh, oh, there his, his read, like for uh, NBC Sports, whatever, mm-hmm. with the White Sox game, where you just literally have to say, like, Hi, I'm Nick Madrigal. Oh, yeah. Watching NBC Sports Chicago, it's pain. him and C's have the most painful ones. <laughs> they are brutal. They literally look like a like a Taliban hostage video. Like they, they're just like, "Hi, I'm Nick Madrigal, and blink, you are blink. watching." Yeah, blink, blink, blink. It's blink, just blink, blink, they're blink, brutal. Blink. Yeah, Nick, three hundred, you can be as robotic as you want to be. Yeah, hey, I'm all for it. They're Start brutal, singing, but in the showbiz pizza too, and you're like, wait, what the hell just happened to Magical? Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about Nick going the Hollywood lifestyle anytime soon. We It'd be funny a, if he did. It would be funny. <laughs> we just got a game tying home run in the Cubs game. By Robinson Chirinos. Sweet, okay, quick pivot. We'll yeah, that's pivot fine. back. No, but we can just pivot back. Robinson Trinos, Wilson Contreras is back up twenty twenty two. I'm fine with that. He's been That's pretty awesome. good as a you know veteran backup catcher. This is Trinos' team. But I really wanted to talk. Well, one about the guys on the Cubs that are getting their shot right now, making uh, the most of it. I think it's great. I think we talked about it last week a lot. Like I think it's fantastic that these guys are, you know, making the best of their situation. But how much do you think it is because they know, like, there's no pressure? Well, they're playing for their jobs for somewhere else. A lot of these guys might not have a contract after the season, and they're trying to show off, so they have something to kind of negotiate with on the way out. That's that's where it stops, though. Because <laughs> I that's the thing. Just like, you know, 2020, did that mean anything? For some players, maybe it did. For other players, it's not looking like it did. For, you know, this two months, two and a half, three months stretch for some of these guys, does it mean something? Does it not? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, and that's the scary part—the unknown. That's always, as a fan, there's always the most. You know, when we talk about players, the the future of teams, the unknown is always the scariest part because you you don't know if you know. Does this mean anything? If it does, like it, like the part of you know Schwindel, if this means something, like holy mm-hmm. shit, what a fucking steal! Cubs have a perfect first base DH option for like nothing for dirt cheap. That's great, right. fantastic, great job, Jed Hoyer, front office, fucking a plus job. Got the guy for nothing. Oof, if this is a mirage, if this is just like a two month mirage, and it's like, oh, Frank Schwindel is hitting two hundred with you know like two home runs through through uh, middle of May, it's like, oh, I guess that didn't mean anything. That's <laughs> spring training too. Like we're, or no. however, the thing, the oh, thing about Frank Schwindel, the good thing about Frank Schwindel, he makes a lot of contact, and that was yeah. the one thing the Cubs have struggled with ever since you know 2018. 2018. The guy has. 
it's above average uh, or above the MLB average contact rate. He the strikeout rate is down. It's it's not we're not talking about like a Patrick Wisdom who's like it's like at forty or above forty percent. I think still this guy pro he makes contact. He hits the ball hard. He does not strike out a lot, which is good. Those are all great things. And and he hits for power. He's been hitting for power. So that is at least a guy that you can be like. All right, we can trust. We can maybe trust this guy a little more than like. Uh, all right, Patrick Wisdom, you're starting 140 games at third base next year. Be good. Don't yeah, trust I, that. I <laughs> no. think with, I think with Schwindel too, though. I think that the Cubs are looking at him and going, worst case scenario, even if he doesn't, you know, if, even if he's not an everyday guy, he's a professional bat to have coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and yep. those guys provide bench depth too. So even if he's not. The, the, the star, he didn't have, you know, they can still say this is a serviceable guy in a pinch. I like him in, the, you know, in, in a good count, putting the ball in play. And so that's a, that's a, that's a nice bat to have. And they got it for dirt cheap. So, I mean, it's, it's the mold of what they're looking for anyway. And then, you know, I, with wisdom, I'm terrified now because I mean, what does he have? Like five, his last like 52 at bats or something like that. It's, what is he tonight? Uh, he's over three again with two K's. All right. So no, yeah, yeah he, he, uh, he, he peaked peaked like on into the his, south side. Yeah, that yeah. game two, game two, game two of that series was about it. That was yeah. It's been terrible. And again, the thing, the thing with all this, it all, and again, it sucks because like we've seen the some of the rumblings are already. It all depends on like what they do in free agency. If they don't do anything, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. I don't. I nothing right. against Frank Schwindel or any of these guys. You Next year, it's not going to matter. It, again, it's not going to matter. It's going to yeah. be like, okay, cool. You're doing really good on a maybe 75 win team. Yep. And Who the cares? Cubs, the Cubs have a lot of holes to fill. Like they need pitching. And it's pitching. And it's, yeah. but however, that, that's why it's so frustrating, though. And I know we've, we've been talking about, obviously, this is some sort of a rebuild, whatever the hell they want to call it. Retool. But again, it is, <laughs> I, I do agree with them. It is not like to, it is not like the first time because I was thinking back, like there was some talk about it in the morning. Think about the 2012 Cubs. Think about the Cubs right now. Who on that 2012 Cubs was Nico Horner? Or who on that 2012 Cubs was uh, Nick Madrigal? Who on that team was Wilson Contreras? Who who was even like a, a Frank Schwindel? Right. So like they have the piece. It, it just depends. Are you actually going to spend in free agency? Are you going to, you know, go for it and get Marcus Stroman, you know, get an elite starting pitcher? Because honestly, th- those are the biggest holes in the starting rotation. So, but, but they had, that's the thing in 2012. Yeah. They, they, you know, they drafted Baez in 11. They were about to draft, you know, El Mora, who's a, you know, top 10 pick. Bryant was until 2013. Those guys weren't, those guys weren't coming up. You know, uh, I tell the show, Brendan Davis, who just made his trip, his triple A debut. He's going to be at Wrigley field next summer. Oh yeah. The Cubs did not have that by, by 2013. The Cubs didn't have anything close to that in the major league, uh, on their major league roster that, so like that's the thing they have the pieces. You have like three, four guys. It's like all right, we can build on this next year. They just well, need to spend. His, you brought up his name, <laughs> Brennan Davis. Two home runs, first two at bats at AAA on Tuesday night. First two at bats Wednesday night, two for two, two more singles. Yep, and I mean they weren't cheapies. No, he, uh, no, no. he was smoking the ball like. Someone posted a video of him swinging before the game during just taking his beeps, and it is his finish is a is interesting. But he the way his bat gets through the zone, he had it's his swing plane is where it's he's got. Kevin, I need you to do because he's done so much work. <laughs> I need you to do like a video comparison of like him out of 
I think it was out of high school. Yeah, he was drafted out of high school because they complete. I mean, it was the swing of a high school kid. It was absolute garbage. He just completely dropped everything he was doing, and the Cubs just gave him a brand new everything because it yeah. was it was gross. And again, he was like a you know he's, he's a tall he's a tall guy, but he was just all wiry. It was like man, this guy better grow into his frame, and he is. So it's dare great. I dare I say it? His swing path to me reminded me, and then I can actually say this because I'm old as hell. As a young Gary Sheffield. Ooh. That's that's what the swing path looked like to me because it not not the pre-pitch stuff not not the pre-pitch stuff just just the bat path itself and the finish too because the finish is a little bit unorthodox just a tiny mm-hmm. bit um but it had there's it looks like he's swinging a he has like a giant disc around him his bat speed is so good as it comes through the zone uh it just looks like he's swinging like a lightsaber it's it, it, and he the way he hit that baseball last oh. night what I mean, happens though? What happens though? Besides the shirtless guy that slipped and fell on home run number two and ate shit in the back. <laughs> first also and third, first and third, one out. Sheets on third. Cesar. Cesar did his job. He made contact, but it was like a blooper to uh, the right side, and the first baseman played it on the grass and oh. threw sheets out at home by like a mile. Like wasn't even close. He was definitely going oh, on contact. Ghost. <laughs> yeah, he was going on contact, but I mean that was ey, ey, ey. the the other interesting thing about Brandon Davis throughout his career. Um, at, I think at every single level, he has. Okay, I don't know if it was just like at Double A or like this year, the past you know, well twenty twenty they didn't play in the minor leagues, but I think at every single level he has always faced pitching that has been older than him. Like he's always been the yeah. youngest guy, right? Which is like great in terms of like yeah. hitter pitcher matchup. I think or like at double A every single at bat. I forget what the stat is, but it's something crazy like that. But again, at every level he succeeded, right? He has, and he's doing it against a more experienced guy at every level. And I, I you know, I, I you want to kind of you can't you can't not mention Brendan Davis if you don't mention what when you watch him when I'm when I'm watching him in the box he looks very familiar to me as a UNLV basketball fan because. He does look like his dad, Reggie Theus. That's his dad? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's got fantastic genes. His mother was a track runner, track star at UCLA. She might have even run in the Olympics. I'm not entirely sure. She's a runner. She's a track star. He he doesn't have a relationship with his father, but that's that's where his genes came from. And he looks a lot like a young Reggie Theus, but he's playing baseball. So there's like that incredible athletic ability Mm -hmm. that's inside of him too. He has the makings of – a professional athlete period like he's got the it you can't you can't miss the it he, it's, it's there it's blatant he's got the glow if this was the end of uh the, you know Barry gordy's the last dragon he got the glow Top five movie yeah absolutely so mm-hmm. that's where he's at i mean that, it, it's so incredible to watch this is this is i mean obviously it's the best prospect they've had since kb you you have to you have to yeah. i mean this no no, it's, it's definitely worth getting excited for and i mean we've talked about it on the show a bunch of times we have a chat us three that we talk daily and stuff and you guys put the videos in there anytime he does anything and i watch all of them and the kid you can you get that feeling from him he's, he's going to be a special player he's going to be yep. as, as long as he stays healthy he's going to be a special player i see him paired up, paired up with crow armstrong also another freak um coming that, that that once he's healthy could be if he's healthy Maybe almost on the level, possibly. I mean, the dude that kid is also that kind of gifted. Oh. Um, so I do want to talk. Oh, 
Luis. Uh, end of season. <laughs> he just missed a fastball. This is just like a preview for uh, yeah. when we do our live streams during like the end of Sox postseason games. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's gonna be a little bit more emotional. But um, I want to start end of season awards because I'm gonna start out with the big debate because yes. I saw this going back and forth and. I mean, you can make really, really good cases for either one of these guys. That's the hard part. MVP, American League MVP. So you have Vladdy Jr., who could very possibly win the Triple Crown on a team that might sneak into the playoffs. And then you have Shoei Otani, who's doing something that no one alive has ever seen before. And not only is he just doing it, he's doing it at a ridiculous level. Like, I don't even know how to describe it because I've never seen it before. Yeah. And his team sucks, though. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess my question to you guys is, who would you give the MVP to if you had to do it today? And who, like, do you put... How do I want to say this? Do you put the team's standing into consideration when you're thinking of the MVP? And I know we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. it's that time of year to bring it up. You know, so. I, th- I think I've always stayed the same for the most part. And I just, because I always do the, you know, if you put Otani on the Blue Jays, you put Vlad on the Angels. Are the Angels better with Vlad? Like, does, does that matter that much? No. Probably not. The Angels probably no. still suck, right? Yes. Blue Jays. You know what? Blue Jays were probably better with Otani because Otani, you know what he does? He fucking pitches. Yep. And he's been doing a not only not only just he's not just average. It's not like, oh, he goes out there, throws four innings, you know, gives up three runs, wow. you know, gives you a chance. No, 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 no. This guy has like a what, like a sub three ERA? Or yeah, something he's, like that? He's 336 ERAs. He's yeah. nine and two, nine and two. Yeah, 136 strikeouts in 115 and a third innings pitched. I mean and he has I, 44 home runs. Yeah, I, I saw I saw like a tweet the other day. It was like it was I mean it was basically you know you know starting this debate and it was like you know if Vlad if Vlad wins the triple crown and you know the Blue Jays you know get the wild card, uh you know but Otani does this like are are we just gonna give the MVP to Otani every year if he does this? Yeah, if he keeps doing this every if he just keeps doing something that no one's ever done in modern baseball. Yes, I think <laughs> I'm, I'm unaware of this, but do you take does his war reflect both his pitching and no idea and his caution? No idea. Because I'm looking right now, I got he's got a 3.3 war as a pitcher, and offensively, he where's he at? It has him at his war. Where is it? Because then the other, the rest of his war, yeah, he's got a 4.5 war. It's just a uh, seven point six WAR play. <laughs> seven, yeah. Okay, so his WAR in here is seven point seven. Your seven point there. Yep, that's his WAR. Best player in baseball. She. That's it. I mean, okay. So I think we're all. I would give it to. I like, cause like it's so. Cause I I do say at the same time if if it was only Otani pitching and you know he, let's say he was having the equivalent of Vlad as a pitcher, you know that Justin Verlander year. Right. For me. Pitchers have the MVP, the Cy Young. 
for me, that that is their Cy Young. And I 100% agree with that. So, but like, this isn't just Otani. Oh, you know, he's look at him. No, no, this is him, you know, 40 plus home runs, whatever his batting average is, like above 900 OPS. And he's going out there every fifth day. And for the most part, you know, I think he's got roughed up uh, the last couple times or last start. Mm But he's been fucking awesome as a pitcher, so, too. As of this broadcast, Otani is batting 257. He has 44 home runs, which is second only to Vladdy Jr. Vlad. He has 94 RBIs, which puts him in the top 10. He's tied for 10th. And he has a 965 OPS, which is good for fifth best. I mean, and, We've never, and he's, and he's yeah. 9 and 2. We, By the we way, haven't seen um, this. No. Uh, Score alert, uh, old friend alert for White Sox fans. Cody here just gave up a solo jack uh, in the uh, – what, what is this? Where are we at now? The bottom of the – Cubs lost the trade. Are you, bottom, you happy bottom, now, Zoe? Bottom of the eighth inning. Yeah, he just gave up a, a – Cubs a, lost a, the trade. So <laughs> – And, like, that's the thing. It's not like like if Otani was just, like, average. If he was an average pitcher, I'd be like – yeah, yeah, good point, Nathan. Thank you for that. Yes. And Otani yeah, yeah, even 20 that. bases. Like, let's say, like, he was, uh, Jesus Christ, it's if, sick. if he was an average pitcher, if he was, you know, only averaging four and a half innings or whatever, four and a third, you know, he had like a 4.23 ERA, and he was like, okay, like, he's, he's all right. Like, I wouldn't be like, yeah, you know, give out, look at him, you know, he's starting and he's hitting. No, no, no. He's, he has been like at times one of the top pitchers in the American League. Yeah. Here's the crazy part, too. Like, I don't know. I mean, you, Although you might remember the name, but um, Otani is the evolved version of what Brooks Kieschnick was when he was in college, I believe at University of Texas, where he raked and then he was their their best pitcher. Um, you know, and th- like the guy that would he could pitch, he could hit, he was just, I mean, he could play the outfield. And Otani is that, but just incredible, like evolutionarily wise, higher at this point. Like he does it better like because he's he's fast he's you know he's he what he does is i mean it's it's incredible it's baseball's never seen anything like this before ever not since not since the day when players like babe ruth pitched you know like we're talking about the you know 100 years whatever this is i mean it's incredible and i don't know how we can i don't know how he can if if you're voting against him there obviously it's more recency bias than anything else to me at least the triple crown thing it's great but how many k's did he have and how many wins did he have in the bump I go back to the year Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown, and Mike Trout was like the better overall player. Mike, I still think Mike Trout should have won that MVP. Mm-hmm. No, I think Andrew Mullins. What? Uh, I don't know about that, Alex. But uh, yeah, I think so. We're unanimous. Yeah, Otani. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, rookie of the year. Cody here getting a vote. Rookie of the year. Yeah. Do you guys have thoughts on rookie of the year? Now, Wander Franco. Yeah, Wander Franco. Wander Franco's had a hell of a run, but he came in way late. He did. Like, I was like, July? The the other thing, though, you guys got to keep in mind is who has rookies, who still has the rookie status. Right. I have to, I honestly have to, I do not have a good grasp of the rookie. Randy Arozarena? He. Right now is leading all rookies with a four point eight uh, R war. Is there so, anyone near him? <laughs> um, not in the American League. The then I mean one, I think that's the guy. <laughs> the closest one right. to him. You're talking about Bay? Yeah, is yeah, uh, he's, he's minus one sixty in Vegas. Everybody else is plus. 
Kibrian Hayes on the Pirates is a 4.1 war. I'm on baseball reference too, so it's our war. Um, and then, as Alex mentioned in the comments, Jonathan India on Cincinnati, he's Cincinnati. he has a 3.5 war. Adolis Garcia in Texas, 3.2. What in about uh, Wisdom? India, um, India is minus nine- 2.4. 2.4. Vegas has Jonathan India as minus 900. Yeah, oh, wow. India, I mean, India's been sick, dude. Every time you yeah. turn on like a uh, quick pitch on MLB Network in the morning, you just see him in his flowing hair doing something for Cincinnati. Like he's, Patrick, Wisdom, it, Patrick Wisdom's in this conversation if he didn't, September didn't happen. <laughs> Which Frank Schwindel, is he not a rookie anymore? <laughs> he is. No, he'll have, I think he'll have rookie status next year. Won't there you he? go. Uh, you know who's a top 20 rookie when it comes to war? Vaughn. Nick Madrigal. Oh. Number 15. Oh, that's right, because he, he got hurt last year. He didn't play yep. all of 2020. He's still a rookie. And I mean, like, Jazz Chisholm, great story. He's having a good year, but he's he's under a two-war. Right now, your war leaders, as far as rookies, is you got Randy, Brian Hayes, Jonathan India, Adoles Garcia, Edmundo Sosa, Wander Franco, Patrick Wisdom, Dylan Carlson, Tyler Stevenson, and then Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, I think Randy has it, and then uh, the guy from uh, Garcia from Texas—that that was another guy. I, it's funny, actually. The two rookies who had the highest WAR were both with the card. Were both part of the Cardinals organization. Randall Rosarino was traded for I forget who a couple years ago, and then Garcia, I think, he was just let go by them. So good job, Cardinals. You know, guys, just on, his name could be really misrepresented on occasion. I, I actually thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> Jizz Chesholm, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Oh, I didn't know this. I don't pay too much attention, but so India's been up all year. Yeah. Ryan Hayes has missed a lot of time with an injury, so okay, mm-hmm. so that's why India's got the the heavy. All right, so that one was easy. Yeah, yeah, because I remember Hayes had like a what was it the hand maybe? I forget what it was, but yeah, no, he was. I think he was injured like the very first game. Remember though, first game he hit a home run and then he got hurt. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. Um, And then one that's a little bit closer, because I didn't realize that Rookie of the Year was going to be so cut and dry. That was easy. Is um, Cy Young. Starting the National League. You got to think it's Mad Max. Yeah. Have you seen his numbers with the Dodgers? Dude, it's sick. It's absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) You talk about a guy that just wants another ring you know yeah. what i mean like he's just he's he's found a gear that we never knew he had and he's just but the other thing though i don't think he's gonna win the Cy young but i didn't realize it until it was pointed out to me today julio urias is he's been fantastic a, motherfucker's got 17 wins he's been fantastic yep dude he has been unreal good i mean he doesn't have the era that mad max does or anything like that but like Good Lord, Julio. And he's a guy that Dodgers, I remember like two years ago or last year or whatever, people were saying, oh, he, he stinks, put him in the pen. Blah, blah, blah. What happened? Patrick or uh, Matt Duffy just hit a game tying home run in the top of the night. There you go, Matt uh, Duffy. Duff uh, Manzo. Duff. Duff. 2015 um, NL rookie runner up. Schwindel just took a, took a, just a hack just out too. That was great. But I mean, Corbin Burns, maybe. Shout out to Urias though. Seventeen and three, 
298 ERA, 175Ks with a 1.03 whip. Whip. I mean, oh, wow. I didn't realize he was that good. I really think, well, two, one two, thing, one, two, Hendricks was in that hunt for a bit and then no, he takes, it's it's a mouth scherzer dude Holy no shit. okay as much as i love kyle henry he was always no, like that like, second like, tier in july like he was at, when he went on i mean he oh he did he i mean he won how many games in a row yeah when, but his he like i think the best year he had like a three point like five era which is good like obviously great but these guys these guys were just at a different level guys i think it's ball game man his, his first two weeks of his season blew up his numbers bad remember because he was yep. terrible the first couple start. I mean, I, I hate to say it because I hate the Brewers, but Corbin Burns. Oh, he's been. <laughs> it's got to. It's got to be Max. No, Max Scherzer is fourteen and four, which is tied for fourth best. His he has a league leading two two seventeen ERA. He has two hundred nineteen strikeouts, which is good for fourth, and he has a league leading clip of point eight two. It's Max Scherzer. Scherzer, Scherzer, Scherzer. He's going to finish Scherzer, Burns, Wheeler. Hmm. Okay. No, Zach Wheeler's can... been really good with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Wheeler has been really good. Uh, I know for a long time, Walker Bueller was in the conversation, but he's kind of yeah. fallen off a little bit. Um, but no, Holy I think... shit. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, at fan graphs. Here's a guy to think. I mean, he had a great story against the Mets earlier this week, but Adam Wainwright is a top ten WAR guy. Holy shit! No, he's been he's been really good. good. Yeah, sneaky good for a Cardinal team that no one cares about. That's why my fantasy team is beating Yumper right now in the playoffs. By the way, speaking of AL and Cy Young and your predictions, how's where do you think Dylan Cease is going to fit? <laughs> His last start kind of uh yeah, last start kind of killed that momentum. <laughs> Last start did not help. What happens um, though? Is it was that just classic Dylan Cease? Was it? Did he read so, the tweets about uh, scratching his head? Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> um, no, it was more classic Dylan Cease. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, like it's five him. strikeouts, five walks, right? Yeah, and I mean, he's good. I think Are you fine. scared though that that could happen in the playoffs? And it's like, so it, that's what I was getting to. Like, I was actually talking to a friend of the show, Josh Nelson from Sox Machine, about this about your the rotation rotation for the playoffs because mm-hmm. you know it's usually a four man rotation. Now, because of health reasons, and I think Giolito's fine. I really do. I don't think anything's wrong with them, but like you get worried about like, so what's your rotation right now? Because you got to remember the guys that pitch the first, well, fuck three games, probably going to have to pitch again in that series if it goes seven games, but you can't wait and use Dylan Cease in the fourth game, because if that's a elimination, game. elimination game of any sort, like I don't think I don't want Dylan Cease pitching an elimination game. Okay. Okay. I don't want him starting elimination game. So I think, because then if you bet if you pitch him third in the rotation though, and it goes seven, then he's technically up for game seven. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that either. But pitching fourth. Well, no, because what if the fourth game is an elimination game? Hmm. 
But the ALDS well, is the best of five. Yeah, you have ALDS is best of five. Yep. So for the ALDS, I think then, yeah, I got no problem pitching. I would want Dylan Cease probably third. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you go like Rodon, Lynn, Cease, Giolito. Oh, okay, okay. You know what Wait. I mean? Like, because you got to think about the flip is what I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. So Our third strike out of the game for Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry. That's really bad. That that, that, that I was. Uh, I mean, it's going to get interesting. Obviously, yeah. Larouche is going to make the final decision on that. I think you know. Obviously, with input with cats or from cats. Mm-hmm. Um. Have, have I don't think that's been. Has that been at all a discussion like with the the media yet? Like no. what the rotation or no, no probably final really. week of the season. Yeah, because that's another big thing though with these remaining games that we talked about though is. As I said, with Cease, or Giolito's first start back from the – he wasn't on top of his slider. Mm-hmm. So, like, does he get that back? I think he will, but, like, you He's know what I mean? He's got yeah. And also, it's going to come down to usage down the stretch, which I, I really am fully prepared to see a couple Raylo games here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Maybe Jimmy like that. Lambert. Uh, I think that Cleveland series we'll see. Because like, they're going to have a doubleheader in one of them, right? Yes. I think you'll probably see Lambert up right. again. But – for my ALDS rotation, I'm starting to feel really good. I think you go Rodon, Lynn. Now, are you East Giolito? Are you saying this unconditionally? Road home, no matter what. Are you yeah. saying so? You no wouldn't. Have, you don't have guys that you're like. Well, if we were, if we started the first two on the road, I want this guy starting my first game at home. Are there guys that you want? You would rather have start that that either the two zero or one one game, or perhaps a, a, a game that would like do. You, I don't know. Some, I don't. There's some theory in the idea of taking game one. And then going with your three in game two so that your your two can go in that first game back at home if you're on the road. Right. Uh, and that's what we've just been talking about while you're watching Wisdom strike out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the snake that, that snake game two kind of concept. You're trying to snake game two on the road. That's the, the game two no, snake uh, is what you're looking for. Absolutely. And I think out of all of the White Sox pitchers, I want Lance Lynn taking the ball in the highest leverage situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's got the most experience. I also feel like, I don't know. It's just, there's some, if it's game seven or if it's any kind of elimination game, either way, I want Lance Lynn on the hill. I feel really good with Lynn, Rodon, Giolito, or Cease in that order. You know what I mean? I think Rodon's a, a dog too. I think he'll, you know what I mean? Like, I think he'll dig deep and give you something good. Um, Gilito's just been he's been good this year, but like <laughs> hey, you know, you don't know though until they're in the moment. You won't know until they're in the moment. So that's right. the thing that while while you're like, you know, I don't think White Sox fans, I don't think the players themselves know how they're gonna react until they actually are in their moment. And that's the thing with 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 Gio is that I think that he's the kind of guy that that's gonna that he kind of steps it up a little bit. I feel like he's a gamer guy. Some guys are really good in kind of like low leverage. And I feel like his, I feel like, I don't think, he, I'm not saying he gets too juiced up by any means, but I feel like he does bring extra energy. I feel like that comes, you know, but I think that his energy comes from a different place than, um, you know, Lance Land. Right. Uh, and so it's a, it's a different guy that you want. So I, I, he's the kind of guy that, again, you can trust in the postseason, but I feel like he's going to be more quiet, quiet, yell, like a yeoman. In mm-hmm. the that's fine. And Either that's way, good, good thing. 
and overall, this is a great discussion because we just named four good pitchers. You know what I mean? Like those four yeah. guys that are at the top no, of the – It definitely reminds me of like some of the years when the Cubs were making – I think 2017 maybe, or maybe even – uh, maybe even 2016 where it was like you know Hendricks was Hendricks in 2016 won the ERA title John Lester finished like second in the Cy Young and then Jake Arrieta was still really good and it was like mm-hmm. hey this is a great problem to have like right. you know if you can go with one of those three guys uh, I was just like you know talking about experience wise you know Lucas had the one start last year Ke- I mean Ke- Keiko had this he has like the most experience pitching the postseason but he's not going to be in the rotation um I was looking at Lance Lynn. The numbers are like kind of, eh. I thought he'd be better, but I think it's just a couple bad starts that he had with the Yankees in 2018. Mm-hmm. But overall, not that, not that, nothing that really jumps out. 6.3 ERA, 1.72 whip. Nothing. Screenshot. Nothing, Screenshot. Nothing good. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but again, who, I don't know how he was. Uh, I mean, the last time he was in postseason was 2018. Right. Um, but yeah, nothing really. It's right. we're not talking about like a you know John Lester. You can count on him in the postseason type of guy. Oh no, 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 without a doubt, no. But as to Fitz's point, though, a lot of this is you don't know until you're there. And right. a lot of these guys on the White Sox have never been there. Like that playoff series against that, the A's, like you blinked, it was over. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was. Just I, like, dude, do you remember that? Because remember, they won Game One. Yep. And it was like, holy shit, here we go. Just need one more and we're on to the next round. It's like, ah, everything kind of just, it happened. That's the thing. It just happens so fast. Right. It's like, fuck, A's are just boom. It's 4 0 or whatever it was. Yeah. It just, like, I feel like you blinked and it was over. And a lot of, I mean, it was good for some of these guys to be there Mm -hmm. as much as they were there. But um, also, shout out Yasmani Grandal just got his 500th RBI. There you go. An even bigger shout out to Jose Abreu from scoring from second on a single. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw the other day. Yasmine Grandel has more RBIs than hits this year. Yeah, and thirty games in a row now he's been on base. That's a new record, right? Or some uh, record? I think he's second, but and go. in even better news, they finally got Dallas Keuchel's goddamn game <laughs> and Kopix in two there to two go. in the top of the seventh. But yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, I really think the White Sox, and this is what I was t- talking about at the beginning of the, the whole show, the White Sox have the horses. Mm-hmm. Yes. They 100% have the horses. It's something to feel good about. I'm not worried about elimination game turning into a bullpen game. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that was the big thing for like, oh, remember it was game so two, bad. they were down, and it was like, wait, why is Dylan Cease warming up in the bullpen? I thought yeah. he was going to start game three. Guess not. <laughs> no. And it, that was, God, Dane Dunning. To, oh, Dane God. Dunning. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Right now we got a little Michael Kopech versus Otani matchup. Ooh. 2-0. And then Let's do some play by play. Keep going. Keep going. All right. We got the ponytail. He's looking pretty ferocious right now. It's a big stare down. 2-0, <laughs> top seven, 2-2 tie. Otani's out. Camera's out galore. We got videotaping. Nobody on base? Well, 100 miles an hour, but it was in his shin. So we got a 3-0 count. 3-0 count. Does he let it lose, Kevin? As a coach, what are you saying? 3-0 <laughs> green light? Always. Always. Tied All right. The seventh. Yeah. Okay. There you go. fastball coming. No freebies. Otani does not look phased. This man never looks phased. No My freebies. boy Al sitting second row. What's up, Al? I can see you back there. <laughs> 101 mile an hour. 
right at the bottom of the zone. Ump gives him a little mercy call. He likes this Ooh. matchup. He wants to see it go on. <laughs> but we got three to one. We got three one count. Three one count. Otani's facial expression does not change. Michael, what Kopech do you think? Beard. Another fastball? Michael Kopech's beard is looking fierce right now. By the way, it's a little shifted too, which I can appreciate. I got the shifted beard too, so we might be related. Um, <laughs> the beard or the jaw? It's a- ooh, hundred mile an hour, low and away. We got a foul ball. We got a full count. Uh-oh. Ooh, battle back. What do you think? What do you think, Kevin Slider? He's How throwing all fastballs. He's throwing all fastballs so far. Bounce one on a full count. Yep. Ooh. Bounce it. All right, we got Kopik. He just spits a loogie. The man he bun's can. looking strong. Grandal grabs his nuts. He can leave it up a little bit. He could roll it over. That's Grandal just threw down three fingers. They had a nice zoom of his crotch. Drives the women nuts. <laughs> Slider right back up the middle. Kopek tries to lay it, misses it. But the oh. smooth, smooth White Sox middle infield Lurie Garcia plays it right behind second, gets the out at first. There you go. Positioning, defensive positioning. Comcast, I am available if you want to hire me. <laughs> that was pretty damn good play-by-play right there. We need uh, more grand uh ball scratching play-by-play. Yeah, I mean, that was a zoom in on his nut shot, too. But he threw down the three fingers. There was a nice little slider on a full count. It would have been a strike if he it was in the zone. He grounded up the middle. Kopech tried to do a little behind the back, like chanana. But didn't really hit, but I got him out. Try to get him to roll it over. That's nice. Yep. But yeah, I mean, and as much as we're having this debate about, you know, pitching rotation for the White Sox, you also start talking about these options for this playoff roster. You know, a lot of people think it's going to come down to Goodwin and Sheets. And if that happens, though, I feel kind of nervous that Sheets won't make it because Goodwin can play the outfield. Uh, the Orioles ground crew was just ejected from the game. <laughs> what? You're doing what? Absolutely no idea. Wait, uh, let's look. Th- yeah, we'll keep going look. with the sheets versus uh... on Fox Sports MLB right now. I'm watching them. They just run. They just rant, and the the grounds crew, all like 14 of them, just had to jog <laughs> down the right field line down to the corner. What happens if it rains? Oh my god! He kicked them out. He kicked out the ground. What did he do? He said, get out, get out. Why can't I, why is no one tweeting about this? I got you here. I'm gonna, I'll pull it up on the screen right now. Yeah, do the screen share. This is the perks of watching the live show. Um, apparently the video was sent to me. They were technically in the field of play while the game was still going on. <laughs> behind the tarp. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Look at him kick it out. Like he kicks him out. He's like, "You're gone. Get out. Get out. Just kill somebody Somebody's out. out. Somebody's out. Whoa. Yeah, it's some some people. An emphatic. All of them. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> it's in the ninth inning too. <laughs> I need it to be a rain delay. I need it to be raining. I, yeah, if there if there was baseball gods right now, they would just open up the sky. Yeah. That's incredible. Just wow. Well, that I've is. never seen that before, and I think that's a good note though to <laughs> wrap this up real quick before You're we wrap <laughs> before we wrap up. Al Al Cy Young. Is it, Robbie, is it Robbie Ray? 
Rob, I was dead. Remember Robbie Ray? We were like, why did the Blue Jays pay him like 11 million or whatever it was? Yeah. Holy, what a fucking bargain for the Blue Jays. I mean, and you save money on pants fabric. <laughs> so, or or the, the spider tack hole. Speaking of the Orioles and Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray was getting in like, remember that shouting match with uh, Brandon Hyde? Was, uh, was it last week? Mm-hmm. Oh, the shouting match. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I think Robbie Ray right now is your AL Cy Young. Possible. Oh, by the way, here we go. Watching Yankees, Orioles, and the umpire instructed the grounds crew, which was standing ready by the tarp to leave the field. It started pouring. It did start to pour a minute later. That's hilarious. So it just seems like because they were on the feet, like what? Because they were on the field getting ready to do, do the their tarp? job, do what, what they're supposed to do. By the way, if it's Robbie Ray, the last time an AO pitcher won the Cy Young while putting up less than a 7.0 B war was Rick Porcello in 2016. Damn. That's either Robbie Ray or Garrett Cole. By the yep. way, by the no, way, so no, what we, it no. did happen right after the ejection. It started pouring. See, baseball got <laughs> The Cubs walked off on, by the way. Cubs just ah. got Ouch. Top, top 10 pick. On a pass ball. Ooh. <laughs> not, not a good look, Cubs. Cubes. Or is it? Kopech just dialing up. Kopech is dialing up triple yes. digits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so boy. if you want more Robbie Ray, if you want more of my play-by-play, just get ready for these playoff ball. games. That's a total pass ball. That's crossed up is what it is, really. Actually, he who is the pitcher? Up. Uh, I mean that's a straight cross up. That ball, he's looking fastball in, and that ball was it. Manrod McGill. Oh, that guy though. Every time Trevor, or I forget his first name, McGill is the Cubs version of Jose Ruiz. When McGill's in the game, the Cubs are either losing or they're about to be losing. The same thing for Jose Ruiz. The White Sox, a hundred mile an hour dart for strikes to get out of the inning. Nine point three three ERA. Stay hot. You know, McGill. That's the guy when you want to lose the game. Put him out there. He's so large though. He's six eight. You know, he's fucking huge, but he's terrible. I'm like, Jesus. Go Cubs. Go Cubs. Frank Schwindel had a good game. That's all that matters, though. We've got to celebrate the little things. Exactly. Celebrate the little things. Um, so next week, I think we'll do our playoff roster. <gasps> Ooh, we'll dissect. Yeah, we'll do that next week. Do the Iowa, are the Iowa Cubs going to the playoffs? No. Kevin, <laughs> we, we have to look up the minor league. Are, are the minor league affiliates having anybody, playoffs? Anybody close? Please. Let's let's look up at the the double A Tennessee Smokies and see their playoff roster. <laughs> all right, so we'll break all that down and much more. Make sure you're following us at Pinwheels Ivy Pod on Twitter. Uh, link at the top of the feed to support the show. Uh, everyone, don't forget to tell Beef Loaf to write an anti-Andrew Vaughn article. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. As my friend Gordon Beckham says, smell you later. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. That time of the year now, Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood, discussions and interviews, straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you waiting for. Yeah, you can put it on the board. Yeah.
Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game.